Our reading today is from Acts of the Apostles, chapter 2, verses 1 to 12. The Holy Spirit comes at Pentecost. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly, a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Now there were staying in Jerusalem God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. When they heard this sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment because each one heard them speaking in his own language. Utterly amazed, they asked, are not all these men who are speaking Galileans? Then how is it that each of us hears them in his own native language? Parthians, Medes and Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya near Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and converts to Judaism, Cretans and Arabs. We hear them declaring the wonders of God in our own tongues. Amazed and perplexed, they asked one another, what does this mean? God is love. The Father works out of love. Jesus only ever showed love. And the coming of the Spirit shows us again the deep love God has for one of us, each one of us. Pentecost shows us God's love in giving us his presence and showing us his power through sending his Spirit here on earth. I woke up this morning needing to hear this message more than usual as I flicked through my phone and looked at all the reports of what's happening in London. We need to hear this message. God is love, and the coming of his spirit shows us his deep love for us. Let's pray. God, we come to you, and we thank you for your love for each one of your people. We thank you for your love for us, we thank you that today we get to celebrate and think about your love being shown through giving us your spirit. Pray that you might open up our hearts and our lives and our minds to experience what you want us to know about who you are. We pray again for London and we pray that you will have mercy that you will presence yourself there amongst those people. For this is your time, this is your word, and we are your people. Amen. 
I want to begin by looking at the whole passage and giving a bit of context to it. And then we'll go into looking at these two themes that I think come out of the passage, God's presence and God's power. Pentecost, what we're thinking about today. Pentecost is a Jewish festival, one that happens 50 days after Passover and was a festival to celebrate the harvest, a time for the people to give the first crops as an offering to God. This Pentecost we're focusing on and Luke wrote about in Acts and one that arguably was the start of the church is where we find ourselves this morning. Verse one of our passage, if you want to look at it, we're just going to go through it says, they were all together. We presume the they were the 12 disciples with Judas's replacement, but also had women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, in the group. We get this from back in chapter 1 and verse 14, where these people were mentioned. These were the same people who had just 10 days before stood at the bottom of the Mount of Olives while Jesus was covered by a cloud and ascended into heaven. They were all together in a room and the sound of wind and what seemed like fire came. Throughout the Bible, God's purification is symbolized as wind and God's presence as fire. Then when the tongues of fire came and rested on the believers, they were filled with the Spirit. This filling enabled them to speak in different tongues. We then move on to the second part of our passage, where we get the perspective of the onlookers to the coming of God's Spirit. Most importantly, they can understand their own language. So the tongues the believers were given were not the ones that needed interpretation, as in Corinthians, but ones that other people understood. The onlookers' response was bewilderment and amazement. But important to note, what they heard was wonders of God, verse 11. Not just random ramblings, the wonders of God. Then we end the passage with some people rumoring that maybe they've just drank too much wine. After having our little whistle-stop tour through the passage, let's look at these two points, God's presence and God's power. Our passage this morning shows us God's love by giving us his presence, the Holy Spirit. As we look at the first part of our passage, verse 1 to 4, we see these physical signs of wind and fire representing the coming of God's presence. And then the Holy Spirit filled the believers. The presence of God filled each one of the believers. This had never happened before. And more importantly, this was the promise that Jesus had made to them. To get the enormity of this, I find it helpful to look at the parallels of our passage with what was happening to Moses and getting the law in Mount, at Mount Sinai. One website gave an extensive list of similarities from the point of Moses going ascending Mount Sinai to Jesus ascending the Mount. Lots of things, lots of parallels. 
But what I found most helpful was the one point that what God was giving to Moses and what God is giving to us is a gift. He gave Moses the gift of the law and he's giving us the gift of the Spirit. God giving Moses the law was a huge moment for God's people. He was showing them love by giving them instructions on how to live their lives and how to conduct themselves in the world. Pentecost can be seen in the same light. God showing his church his love by offering them the gift of his presence. This is a new era. One where God doesn't show his love by giving us instructions, but by being the instructor. He doesn't stand distant to his people. He comes into their very being. This is one of the most amazing truths of our faith. That God has given us a gift out of his love. That we don't need to follow a set of instructions anymore. Because we have a God living inside of us. Guiding us. Comforting us. Encouraging us. And changing us to be more like Jesus. This is amazing. But this is difficult. I know for me this is really difficult. It feels really difficult to accept the presence of God. I've been thinking about the 10 days in between the Ascension and Pentecost. Since I stood on Ascension morning at the top of Carlton Hill, that beautiful Edinburgh morning we had 10 days ago to celebrate the Ascension. And I've been reflecting on how this period of time seems much more comfortable than where we find ourselves this morning. The believer's example was to pray constantly, gather around with other believers and be ready for the Spirit to fill them. Usually, my response is just to linger around this watching and waiting period. I fear I would be someone who was still standing at the bottom of the Mount of Olives, just watching and waiting for Jesus to come back. I've been asking myself why. Why I get more drawn to this period of time than to embracing the Spirit, embracing a filling of God himself into my very being. I wonder if it's because actually this filling of God's Spirit takes much more humility and vulnerability than I usually like to show. The gift that is offered to us today and every day is one that flows out of God's love for each person who believes in him and in the work of Jesus. There is not some magic formula, special prayer or amount of good works. It's not about following to the letter this set of instructions, but just being ready for the instructor to fill us. All we find in our passage is at the time God wants, God fills. But what we can be sure of is that he does fill because this is God's way of showing his love to his people. The only criteria is belief. And I am thankful for the promise in Matthew 17 when I think about this. The faith like a mustard seed is still significant. This is a new era. Are we willing to be open to the filling? The alternative, the alternative is to stay in the familiar, 
and the watching and the waiting, which I know for me can be easier and is much more familiar. But I don't know it is a place where, but what I do know is that that place is a place where God is distant, a place where I have less opportunity to speak of his wonders and where it is much harder for me to be part of the bringing of God's kingdom here on earth. We do not need to wait any longer. The waiting is over. This is the point of Pentecost. The presence of God is now not found in the law, but is accessible to all believers. The gift has been given of the Spirit to his people. The gift has been given of the Spirit to us. Our passage shows us God's love by giving us his presence, but it also shows us his love by giving us his power. In Acts 1, Jesus said, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. We have that promise and we see it in action in our passage today. The power of the Spirit can be seen in breaking down barriers, in bringing transformation, and in helping to lead people to believe in Jesus. The Holy Spirit's power enabled the believers to speak in different languages. These were languages that the Jewish onlookers understood as their own. God has used language in other parts of the Bible, and particularly, he used it in the Babel story, where the people were building a tower to reach God in the effort to become God. But God judged their pride and mixed up their languages so that they couldn't understand each other and so that actually they would be divided. And then tribes started and groups started and this was the start of people just confusing and confusing each other in relationships. But here at Pentecost, we see God using language to bridge barriers by giving the believers power to speak in languages they did not know. I'm not someone who naturally picks up languages. When I came to Edinburgh, I decided as a little extracurricular thing, I would take up a language course. A Monday night, I would go and I would try and learn Italian. I did not succeed. I went and I... Um, was really into it and got all the books and tried really hard but I think I left like eight weeks later knowing less Italian than I started. I don't know how. Language is an important way of communicating with other people. If we speak the same language then it's easy, easier to get to know people, to tell them how we feel and to understand each other's cultures. We see the power of the Spirit working to break down barriers. And the way God chose to do and to show that at Pentecost was by using language. But I wonder where we need to allow God's power to be at work to break down barriers. Maybe this is not language barriers. Thank goodness. <laughs> not very good at it. But maybe it's barriers with other faith groups or other people groups. Maybe it's with people of different political opinions or sexual orientation. Or people we sit beside this morning who come from different backgrounds and different experiences. 
We see the power of the Spirit working to break down barriers, but it also has the power to transform people's lives. One commentator said that the coming of the Spirit gives us, as his believers, the opportunity to transform earth with power of heaven. Amazing. It gives us this opportunity as people who can be filled with the Spirit to participate in the transforming of earth. This transformation can only happen when it's done by the Spirit's leading and the enabling not coming from our own work. The power of God working in his believers through his spirit brings about transformation because it declares the wonders of God. I love that. We can see that, and that it says in our passage in verse 11. At the heart of what this transformation does is declare who and what God is all about. It shows his love to others, and this is where transformation begins. This is what the wonders of God are, is who God is, how much love he has for his people. We see the power of the Spirit working to transform by declaring his wonders. I wonder where we need to allow God's power to be at work to bring transformation for us to be speaking of God's wonders. And finally, we see power, the power of the Spirit to lead people to Jesus. The onlookers responded to what was happening in different ways. Bewilderment, amazement, asking questions, and some just responding that they drank too much. When God's power is at work through his spirit, we don't know how people will respond. But for some of these people, it will be the first steps in their faith journey to Jesus. We see in chapter 3 that what happened after this coming of the Spirit is that there was a huge group of people and Peter went out and started to explain the work of Jesus to the crowd and 3,000 people started loving and following Jesus and became part of the church. We see the power of the Spirit working to lead people to become believers in Jesus. I wonder where we need to allow his spirit to work to enable people to be curious about Jesus. What we can be sure of from the passage is that the coming of God's spirit to earth brings power, power to break down barriers, power to transform, and power to lead people to be believers in him. Pentecost shows us God's deep, deep love for each one of us, his deep love for us that he didn't ascend and then leave us, but he came and gave us his presence, his presence to his people. And that presence brings power on earth to transform it, to break down barriers and to bring more people to believe in him. Might we be people who are filled with that spirit to participate in all that he has for us. Amen.